Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Peace and blessings be on all my lovely viewers out there. Welcome to another Monday evening's Muslim Vibe podcast with myself in Kanji. And today we are joined by none other than the chief in editor, Salim Qasim and Nori Sardar, senior, senior editor. Yeah, there you go. I got it right. I got it right. I know who I work with. Right, excellent. So, uh, yeah, today, guys, so we've decided to talk about a couple of different topics, right? Um, one being that of Charlottesville, I thought we should start with, um, mm -hmm. because it is obviously one of the ones which is quite hot right now, and that is, you know, um, serious news, real, real news, right? Um, not saying that the later or latter topics are not, but. Um, yeah, I wasn't too aware, actually, of the actual rally which occurred. Um, mm. But interestingly, like, um, when you uh, mentioned it to me, and I, started, and I went and looked at, like, the news feeds and stuff uh, for the rally, um, I remembered a, a, a documentary I'd watched back in the day by Vice. So this seems like something that has been building up for a little while in that they're campaigning to not have this, um, you know, the this right-wing party... Um, campaigning not to have this statue removed from their town centre um, because it represents, you know, Confederate flag and, like, uh, obviously their history in terms of the Southern War and whatnot. Um, but, obviously, on the flip side, it also represents uh, the whole slavery movement and, you know, um, the, the Civil War that erupted out of uh, the fact that, you know, um, black people wanted to claim back their rights. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was quite uh, I was quite surprised to see how it all ended up in the end. Um, in that you know, because usually when you have these kind of protests and stuff, um, they're usually hyped up quite a lot, and then they're actually quite mild, and it's not actually that bad. Like, but um, I was quite shocked to see it was pretty damn violent. And then I think I think it's only been a matter of time. I mean, there's been so many things, as you said, yeah, there's yeah. been documentaries, and yeah. we've seen so many things happening. And it was only, it was inevitable that something was going to happen. There was going to be a flashpoint. Yeah. And I think personally for me, when I saw uh, the images on Twitter of people literally um, marching through the streets with torches, yeah, yeah, yeah. it brought back that kind of lynch mob imagery. Um, very, very strong, very mm. powerful. And mm. people can say what they want about, yeah. oh, it wasn't that. And mm. you're just kind of comparing. But essentially that is the imagery it gives off yeah I, I was going to say especially if you were an African American like do you know what I mean with, with the with the history that America has yeah. with all of these things um, even let's say for, for you know for argument's sake it wasn't their intent to sort of bring back the imagery it was very insensitive of them to do that yeah but I don't think we need to give them that kind of leeway I, I think this was very intentional okay um, yeah. and, and obviously what you've seen then as a result was yeah. a counter protest and then someone driving a car into well, th well this is what I was going to lead up to then like um, you know forget the uh, <laughs> you know let's put the uh, the car incident aside because that's a whole nother kind of subject mm. within itself right um, and we'll get to that but just the first point which I was kind of thinking was that how did this happen in the sense that what is the true cause of this is this just you know um the kind of like uh, the reaction of, you know, the nation to uh, this uh, little, you know, right wing group. Or is this something deeper than that? Because it didn't seem like a small number of people, man. It looked like the majority of Virginia, like, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. was under this ideology of national supremacy. And, you know, um, like, like, what were they chanting? Um, blood and soil, blood and soil, saying that, you know, being, um, you know, white Caucasian, you know, uh, our kind of blood is in the soil, which is ironic because I think, isn't it the opposite, really and truly? Like, um, as far as my history, no, it goes. I, I, like, I think, um, yeah. 
the talk on Twitter, yeah. uh, as you would say. Go on, um, what's the talk on Twitter? The talk on Twitter is basically, obviously, Trump's inauguration and his um, his whole, like, uh, everything he did on the campaign trail to try and become president by, yeah. you know, inciting the fears of the people and u- utilizing the fears of the people. Yeah. Uh, and racism, essentially, deep-rooted racism in America that's been mm. there since the beginning of its... Uh, of of the actual country, you know, mm. since the, since um, when the first boats from uh, came from uh, uh, the UK uh, or Great Britain, Europe, or wherever, wherever it was back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. onto American soil, yeah. you know, from day one, yeah. racism was was part of the foundations of America, yeah. and that's why it's very different to this country in that um, the way I see it anyway, in that um, you know our country. We have, uh, like I said on the last podcast, we have mm. our own issues in terms of the divide between rich and poor. Mm. There, the divide is. Very clearly based on skin color, mm-hmm. uh, white, black, brown, yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the country's, um, you know, just been built on racism from the very beginning. Not to say that everyone in the country is racist, mm-hmm. of course. but there is a very serious, deep-rooted problem uh, in the actual country. Although, although yeah. um, one could argue that the the constitution and the law um, don't show it very well. Yeah, you do find gaps in the law and gaps in the constitution that kind of suggest. Uh, that, that point towards uh, racism still being around. So, for example, um, when you look at the amendment made uh, to free the slaves mm-hmm. uh, after the Civil War, um, uh, the exception to the rule is prisoners. Right. So by that by that law, yeah. if someone's a prisoner, they can still be a slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah so yeah, the whole that, documentary. Yeah, I remember reading Netflix, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? Yeah. The thirteenth. Yeah. Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it basically shows that, or it, it argues that what uh, um, what America what America does is uh, take black people uh, and throw them into prison so they can be enslaved like they were before. Mm. Um, yeah, so again, I don't, wanna, I don't want people to assume that all people in America are racist. I think Americans mm. generally are great people, very nice mm. people, even though we have issues. You have to say that your wife issues. is American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so just so you know, his wife is okay, American. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> based on my travels there, like people I've met, yeah. everyone seems pretty nice. You know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, actually, I just met with, um, with a Californian brother today, actually, and he was a very nice guy. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. You know, aside from the fact that the government itself has their issues yeah. and the fact that they've racism there, um, I think that's very important. What we saw the other day in Charlottesville um, was the racist wing like KKK mm. Nazis? It, it, it wasn't it wasn't hidden like under the guise of alternate right yeah, or yeah. you know whatever. Or these were people walking out with Nazi flags saying we are Nazi, we are proud of it, and you know we're we're, we're protesting and, what's going on. And so sorry, just yeah, no, go, 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 these guys are walking through, and the reason they feel empowered yeah. to do and be and 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 felt like they were able to do so in this moment of time mm. is because the president of the United States is because the administration that he's running, uh, with Steve Bannon, uh, yeah. who was the uh, ex uh, editor chief, whatever it was of, mm. of Breitbart, mm-hmm. um, advising Trump and you know, the whole campaign that he ran. Mm. And what was interesting as well was what happened afterwards. Uh, again, on the on the world of, of Twitter, yeah, yeah. Um, was just like you know people uh, saying, why is Trump not coming out and saying specifically he, uh, you know, because he condemns said white racism. And to be fair, he mm. did mm. about two hours ago. Okay. But I'm guessing that was because of the pressure of these yeah. past three years. I think the interesting something. thing, yeah. we're not going to let you talk this time. I was going like, to say like, just everyone watching. I see quite a few people online. Um, this is your discussion. Jump in, throw in a comment, and I'll throw in a comment. Do it. And do what it. I'll do is I'll pass the comment on to our presenter, and I, who will decide if the comment is worth discussing, and then we'll continue from there on. Yeah, I'll um, shut him down. Shut him down. So, <laughs> yeah. No, what, what I wanted to say was that yeah. um, there was actually a very interesting uh, video I was going around just earlier today that looked at 
um, Trump tweeting about terrorism. I think he's mentioned terrorism, terrorists, or terror yeah. 86 times since announcing on the 21st of June 2015 or 16 that it was running. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever he's done that, he's always referred to, obviously, you know, Muslims, that's Islamic terrorist yeah. or Islamism, however you want to term it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Mexicans, um, a couple of times other groups, mm-hmm. and not once about white terror right. or, or terrorism by white supremacists, neo-Nazis, whatever the groups yeah. might be. And even in this in this instance as well, normally within 24 hours, mm-hmm. he's, he's on his Twitter, on mm-hmm. his personal Twitter, not on the POTUS one, obviously, because he likes having that whole ego thing <laughs> there, I think, anyway. Um, but yeah, he, he's yeah. on it within 24 hours, whereas yeah. this time, two days later, he did a sort of very dry statement to camera mm-hmm. um, condemning it, whereas he was asked in a press conference as he was walking out, um, if it was terrorism and, and if he wanted their support and things like that and he, he just walked off and didn't answer. Oh really? Yeah okay. and I think so I think it's quite telling um, the response from Trump yeah and even though he'll say the right things when he needs to mm. when he has to almost mm. Mm. it's that kind of when you see his knee-jerk reaction to things mm. like the Brussels attacks and the mm. Westminster and everything else that's happened around the world yeah it's just very interesting when stuff happens on his own soil yeah he doesn't have that quick response yeah, and it's yeah, a bit yeah. worrying really yeah um, yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, 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 that makes sense, man. That makes sense. I like. Um, I, I just find that it's crazy because there's so many people of ethnicity who actually support Trump, though. That's what I find interesting as well. Like, and we're talking like from celebrities to just the everyday person, mm. from Mike Tyson to um, you know uh, Maria from you know New Mexico. Yeah. Like the, but it's really strange because. <clears throat> When we were all saying he's blatantly racist um, and people would fob it off as like, no, you know, he's just a bit old school and outspoken and, you know, a bit clumsy with certain words and whatnot. You know, he doesn't really mean it in that way or that light. Like, no, he's blatantly racist, mate. And, you know, he encourages racism. um, And you'll see the tide turn in America, whether people argue that there's always been deep rooted, um, you know, racism and we're just noticing it now because of this. um, You know, it's come to the forefront or not. The point being is that this riot, this rally, whatever, seemed a direct result of Trump's kind of uh, success in and, you know, support. And I think that's also indicative from the police's reaction on the day. Because if you saw what the police were doing, they were doing jack. They were doing nothing. And I could see people... There was actually um, tanks in Baltimore in the black areas yeah. during the yeah. actual uh, protest. Can you believe that, right? And <clears throat> and here, you have people hitting each other with like bats and they've got shields and bats as if they're, like, they're ready for war and stuff. People were confusing it. Like when they were doing news reports initially, they were saying, I don't know if it's police or if it's like, you know, supporters, but they're dressed as police, it seems. Like, you know, they've got riot gear on and they're ready... to to war basically mm. like so the question is do you think america's heading towards like a second civil war almost um th- there's a wonderful video uh yeah. which happened the day after um the uh, the, the protest or the day or whenever it was uh where trump gave a statement and he mm. was like very ambiguous about it he was like oh but you know all sides were wrong today he yeah, didn't yeah, specify. I that. yeah yeah and when he walked off one of the presenters shouted trump are you um uh, do you wish that these white uh, just paraphrasing do you wish that you didn't get the vote of these white nationalists who, who are doing what they did today yeah. he just kind of ignored it <laughs> and it happened a second time I think or maybe I'm merging the two videos together where he walked back yeah. and just like ignored the question say, oh by the way I'm going to sign this thing today and like just uh, completely ignored the question uh, I think one thing that was very interesting about um, uh, the election in America yeah. um, you look at the two 
well, the, 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 the candidate that the Democrats pushed mm. forward, which was Hillary, Hillary Clinton, mm. um, she represented something that people were just tired of, yeah. which was, uh, you know, regardless of what you think of her, um, she represented a very uh, typical po- politician who doesn't really um, tell the truth, you could say, who always sidestep things, mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't, who, who people assume that she's not giving it the way, uh, you know, telling things the way they are, mm. uh, and just being a typical politician about things, mm. and people are very tired of that, mm. um, generally in the Western world, yeah. I think that's why Jeremy Corbyn was so successful, uh, that's why I think Bernie Sanders mm. would have won mm. if the media had given him uh, as much attention as did Clinton and Trump, yeah. um, so I personally not even know people that voted for Trump because they hated Hillary so much. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because they were yeah, like, Trump's yeah, an idiot, yeah. but Hillary's conniving, yeah. and I'd rather have Trump over Hillary. Yeah. Those are my two choices, you know? So so he, he did, mm. he win the, the, the vote of, of, of racists and the, and the far right and mm. Nazis or whatever, mm. and white supremacists, but he also won the vote of people who were just tired of the system. Mm. Uh, and he won the vote of people who, um, you know, themselves are jobless and, uh, you know... Uh, but not uh, to get conspiratorial on you, but do you not think this is the whole point of the whole agenda of, like, you know, governments in the first the Illuminati. place? Illuminati. Yeah, oh, mate, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what, you know what, if you wanted to get into that, this is yeah. my theory. Yeah, yeah. go on, go on, go on. Because it, it, it makes it's look like we say whatever president or party is involved, whether it's England, whether it's America, whatever is a written constitution or unwritten constitution, it seems like not much changes. Everyone's disillusioned by yeah. establishment, yeah. you know. So, so I think. Uh, and and bear in mind if we're going to go down this route like all the presidents are related or in some way like do you know what I mean like I don't connected know about that, right but, yeah. um, I, but the point I, being is you. Trump even getting to this position surely do not people think that you know um, I I think this is my perspective okay yeah, and just like God, I say, it doesn't represent the views of the Muslim vibe who I work for <laughs> <laughs> just, just for anyone watching yeah <laughs> but basically when Trump was first running for it he yeah. was saying the most insane things yeah and the most crazy things and just being you know, completely out there. He's being a granddad. And not, not a granddad, but he was just being a sensationalist, but like to the extent where you think who in your right mind would vote for him. He was just being the ultimate evil guy. Right, yeah. And I th- I think that mm. the powers that be or whoever it was, mm. or I think it's possible mm. that someone or uh, some kind of, or some group of people put Trump there mm. uh, to get people to vote for Hillary mm-hmm. because he would act as a, as a, as a deterrent. Right, right, and what right, they did not right. count on was that Hillary was so bad yeah, yeah, that people yeah. voted for Trump over her okay, because yeah, this was like a second or even third time running if I'm yeah, not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And, what, and the, the reason, the, the, the reason yeah, I say yeah, that because yeah. I still remember on the day he won, yeah. if you look at like the reactions from his party, like the reaction in the room, like there was a sense of like, Bafflement, like, mm-hmm. did we actually just win? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't really want to win. Okay, what do we do now? <laughs> and like, obviously, no one said that, but I got yeah. that kind of sense. Of, but no, no, I, 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 I kind of agree with you. Actually, I don't know if Sal like you know thinks we're just crazy, but like, um, <laughs> I, I've but, zoned out for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm listening, I'm with you guys. No, 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 because it's, because, uh, it's a similar thing whereby, like, this has happened in the past, whether it's Saddam Hussein, whether it's the Taliban, like, mm. you know, whereby America and whoever the elite powers are that, you know, run the country, whether you believe it's, you know, the people you see in front of your camera or if it's people who are running the financial system or whatever it may be, or if it's people in hoods and cloaks, whatever the point being is that they've done this time and time again whereby they think they're smart they think they're clever they think they can use something in a way that will benefit them and then that has then ironically ended up turning around on them eventually and saying Mm. hang on now I've got the position of power now I've got the seat I don't need to listen to you anymore mate and then they end up going to war with them so that's what my question is in that do you think there will be civil war in America in some way or form well personally and and funnily enough we were having this discussion earlier today um I think you know we've seen the start of something. There's been an escalation. Mm. I I I genuinely thought that if Trump won, 
um, the left wing and sort of you know the lefties would have taken to the streets and yeah. protested and you know just just been so enraged and so angry that they would have taken action. They yeah. they didn't. They were yeah. quite passive in their response. Yeah. Uh, not obviously condoning violence or anything like that mm. or breaking the law, but th- there wasn't that response that I thought there would be. Um, but now what's happening is that obviously the, the right is is emboldening and and they've been sort of empowered by mm. the climate mm. um, and. I think we are coming to that point where inevitably there are mm. going to be there is going to be violence mm. I feel mm. and and it's it's going to be interesting because we're used to seeing civil wars in the Middle East and in anywhere but sort of the the civilized yeah, world yeah, yeah, yeah. and to now see this in like in America it'd be, it'd be strange because you can't imagine people on the streets of London you know fighting on mass kind of thing yeah, or, or but this is what I'm saying there was moments in this rally where you would see groups fighting and it looks like brutal fighting you know somebody on the ground getting smacked with like you yeah. know a wooden kind of like made you know kind of like uh, some sort of bat of some sort you know which they'd almost it seemed like they'd done in a wood shop or something like that right um and people are standing around watching videoing and but nobody wants to stop it you know it's it is just like mob attacks on individuals right yeah. um and as you say, people are too either fearful or, you know, uh, or, or in fact, they're encouraging it, um, you know, to, to get involved. Um, and but so, all right, so moving on to the last bit of this then, which is the bloke who then ended up driving his um, Dodge, whatever it was, car, yeah. like, up and down the street into plowing into crowds. Because when I saw it first time round, I saw the headline, I thought, like, he just mowed into a crowd. Then I watched some extended videos. The guy's reversing up and down. You're seeing people flying off the hood of the car and whatnot, getting squashed in between two cars. I was like, wow, this is nuts. And the fact that we had the attack um, you know, in Finsbury Park, of a similar nature, right? Um, whereby they use utilizing vans uh, or cars or modes of transport to plow into ca- uh, crowds. The fact that we had Muslim terrorists before that who done it, um, supposedly, right? Um, what does this all say, man? You know, in the sense, the mere fact that they're using the same strategy as the people they were claiming are the terrorists, right? Yeah. Um, but in this situation, how many people have declared it? as that guy is a terrorist yeah, you know? uh, this it? is a terrorist action or a terrorist strategy you know or, or you know why is the link not being made straight away I, because... I, I think <laughs> sorry to cut you off no. I, I personally think it just comes down to media reporting yeah. uh, it's, it's very just straightforward standard. yeah it's standard and I know there are kind of protocols when you can't announce it as a terror incident until mm. XYZ but I, I'm just looking now yeah. it's being treated so I was wondering like, why you keep looking at your phone like oh, you're interested in the conversation no, 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 I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just fact checking you <laughs> But um, yeah. it's being treated as, a, as criminal homicide. Okay. Um, and the, the sort of intent behind it, which mm. I think is quite obvious, and obviously time will tell, we could, it could just be a guy had a bad day in the morning mm. and just went crazy and decided to do this, but it's, it would kind of make sense that this But would you know be... he was in the crowd with the people before he oh, got really? in his car. Yeah, so there's images of him in the crowd you know, just with the, you know, all the other guys, you know, doing their like, you know, little Confederate like chants and whatnot, and doing their little racist salutes and stuff yeah. like that. And then next thing you know, he's plowing people in a car. So he was there protesting all I, I day, think, and then think, it was um, like his kind of last act at the end of the day for the team. I think uh, suicide bomb kind of style, bro, because uh, he's going straight to jail, obviously on a murder charge. Interesting is I was actually reading a few uh, stats uh, and articles. But isn't that the equivalent even, to suicide bombing, right? Yeah. In a way, you're giving up your life. You're going to jail for life yeah. for a cause. It's the same thing. Uh, I was actually reading. Oh, sorry, some, stats and articles. Stats. You do about your stats. <laughs> I love my stats. <laughs> yeah. uh, stats and articles about. Um, in fact, when Trump came into power, he uh, requested whoever was looking at terrorism to stop looking at 
right wing terrorism. Like right. he, he said, we're not funding you for that anymore. Uh, allocate all your funding to only radical Islamic terrorism. Uh, and there's, um, again, stats and figures about how right wing terrorism is actually much more dangerous. Uh, in the US yeah, uh, compared to uh, uh, Muslim, uh, Muslims uh, terrorism I, I think I think, think actually around the world actually, around the world statistically there's more terrorist attacks which have occurred due to right wing groups whether it's in Eastern Europe whether it's in America mm. than there are terrorist I'm not, attacks I'm not, I'm not sure about that but definitely in America fact check um, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, definitely in, America. in fact I just saw an interview today before, before we, we jumped on this podcast um, uh, with an ex-FBI guy who was undercover with a white supremacist right. uh, back in the 90s and he said 100% like these are the guys yeah. that we need to be looking at you know okay um, and he i think he left out of um uh he resigned out of just annoyance with the way the fbi was dealing with the situation not mm. taking it seriously i think mm-hmm. um, but as you can see like you can see you know <laughs> masses of protesters going out mm. and saying uh uh you know white, white ring whatever they're saying mm. you know the closest we had to that mm. was anjum chowder and his boys going out saying and, and demanding that which was what 10 12 people yeah this is yeah. like hundreds of people or god knows how many people it was yeah, it's yeah, a massive yeah. Yeah. movement all across the country mm-hmm. uh, so people saying that we demand you know things that are radical um, right like I said man it doesn't really invite me to go over whether I'd be allowed or not is another thing you know on the Muslim ban but that's another issue but yeah, yeah just yeah. just very quickly I think we need to move on to the next topic yeah, but yeah. I did want to say one thing that there's, there's a today the news kind of broke in the UK that um, the UK government or the police force are investigating 40 neo-nazis um, who are pl- who are potentially plotting attacks against Muslims in the UK, okay. um, and I think what's kind of obviously worrying about that mm. is is that we've kind of seen it in America, but it, it seems to be now coming here. this way in yeah. a much bigger way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've already had attacks, we've had all sorts of things going on. Yeah. Um, including the Finsbury Park one, which you mentioned earlier, yeah. but forty different uh, individuals um, as part of sort of this neo-Nazi movement. That's worrying, man. It is worrying. That is worrying, actually. Um, speaking of fighting. Yes, speaking of fighting. Move hey, on. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I love or it. violence. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we go from the... Um, well, from the serious to the not-so-serious, but still relevant, I think, man. Um, so, yeah, boxing, boxing. But we're not talking boxing news in terms of the ring, are we? We're talking a bit of the antics outside. Um, so, recently, um, <laughs> our good friend... I feel really bad saying it, like, because I apologise in advance, you know, because I have mutual friends with this person. But um, Amir Khan... So he goes to announce his marriage is unfortunately over and obviously being a divorcee myself, I can empathise with anybody who is in that position, you know, like it's not nice, especially when you're a public figure. Um, Fortunately, I'm not as famous as him, so it don't really make much difference to me. But he goes on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. In fact, I think it was Snapchat first. Um, uh, Twitter. Was it Twitter first? Yeah. So no, it was Twitter first, right? He went to Snapchat later, innit, once he got a bit annoyed and enthralled in the kind of like back and forth, right? But he went on Twitter to say like he's broken up with his missus, yeah? Now, I don't know what your opinions are on in that, you know, if you're a celebrity, if you're a public figure, do you think it's even necessary to go and do that? Before we get into the nitty gritty of like what happened thereafter, um, accusations and the back and forth and then the childish stuff. Should you even need to, as a public figure, yes, nowadays we've got followers, we've got, you know, social media, so, like, everyone feels like they're part of your life and you're Mm. updating them throughout the day with, look what I'm doing, guys. And I'm a guilty party of it as well, do you know what I mean? Because I want to get paid at the end of the day. So, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) If I've only got one follower, it ain't going to be happening no more, apparently, right? So the point being is that, do you think it's necessary 
for celebrities, public figures to have to divulge this information when it comes to like serious junctures in their life? What do you guys reckon? Uh, I, I think it's worth sort of mentioning before we get into all of this yeah. that the distinction, at least in my own mind, and, and you guys can jump in if you think differently, is that what happens in someone's personal life is personal, it's private, it's their own thing, right? Yeah. When you decide to share it with somebody, mm-hmm. they have an opportunity or a chance to kind of input or feedback or whatever it right, is. Right. When you share it in a sort of public platform, make your personal struggles or life, whatever it is, mm. public, yeah. you open it up to everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you're inviting it upon yourself. Right. It's it's one thing if, for example, um, a text I send Nuri, mm-hmm. someone manages to get hold of my phone, screenshot it and send it around. That's right. a personal text that someone has shared and sort of my privacy has been taken from violated me, in a way. Been yeah. violated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we when if I were to s- share something with him and then put it out on, on my Instagram mm-hmm. and everyone sees it, suddenly it becomes it's in the public domain. Right. You're right. opening it up to all of this stuff. And I think that's something that unfortunately this kind of uh, new wave of you could call them celebrities or people in the public eye they've kind of lost that uh, that line mm-hmm. there, there used to be a quite clear red line that you know what happens in the house between you and your family and whatever else kind of stays there but now it's like your mum says something straight on Facebook oh my mum is so annoying she just did this well that. that's even a relevant point within itself because I mean, when I think of examples of celebrity athletes as well, yeah. um, you know, I look to people like Paul Scholes and that, you know, who I don't even know who his wife is, let alone, do you know what I mean? Like, um, Perfect example, yeah. He, you know, he's one of those people that, you know, all right, fair enough, he's an extreme because even within that same circle... But he's, he not, take he's like, not an extreme, well, he shouldn't be, right? He's, he shouldn't be an extreme, yeah. but my point being is that, you know, even at that time, you you most of the guys were like that within sport and you had the odd person like David Beckham or Ryan Giggs or whatever, who wanted a little bit more of the, you know, the the glamour which came with it, and fair play to them because it's a business move as well, right? Mm. But in these situations, I've seen interviews with Amir Khan and his missus about family disputes, you know, where he, where they were together previous, and they're in America and they're talking about, you know, we just want to move on and blah blah blah, and it's unfortunate that they've had to say demeaning stuff about my wife and blah so he's actually split publicly from his family taking his missus aside then doing news reports upon top of that so now when it flips back on you and your missus is the one who's now broken away from you and you're now what is he in limbo has his family taken him back all these questions start coming up and it almost invites people to get involved do you get what i mean so like you say, do you think he's brought upon himself in one way? And at the same time, do you think he had to then almost... If, what would have happened if he didn't say nothing, let's say? I, I think the... I think Nuri, go on. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I think Nuri. As a short-lived... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> thought is still there. I'll, I'll, we'll come back. We'll come back. Um, yeah, I mean, w- w- it's interesting because just recently as well, I think it was Chris Pratt uh, got uh, divorced mm. from his life as well. And... Um, he announced on Twitter in a very formal way just to let you know you know we've announced that we're splitting um, and I think that it's difficult with celebrity lives um, like in Islam for example let's yeah. say you get married it's it's recommended to tell everyone listen mm-hmm. everyone know we're married now just announce it yeah. so people know what's going on you know? yeah. people know that these two guys are, are together mm-hmm. and I think when it, that extends to celebrity culture as well they just let people know okay by the way I'm an actor she's an actress 
you know, we woke up followings yeah. just to let you know we're married now. And okay, I think that yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing. Even you getting yeah. divorced just to let you know, you know, it didn't work out. We're going to be splitting now. So like just a formal yeah, kind just of a formal, statement. Like, you know, just just, to... Yeah, just to see people, so people know what's going okay. on with their favorite, uh, with their act, favorite actors and actors. Yeah. like Amir Khan and his wife. Both of them have like big followings, right? Yeah. Um, and and I guess people want to know. Interestingly, um, did she have as big a following before she was married to Amir Khan though? Like uh, uh, I, don't I don't know about that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That was a very We've slight, become yeah. TMZ all of a sudden. <laughs> very Not yeah. TMV, it's TMZ now. Okay, Actually, cool, cool. Uh, That's where we're going. Yeah, I, I do remember um, uh, seeing yeah. them both in a cafe once in New York. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the closest I got to okay. what was happening. Yeah. That wasn't relevant. Yeah, I know. That was not relevant I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> I saw them fight on TV once. <laughs> no, that's different. Seeing on TV is different. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, go we got a picture with the Americanos. What did they drink? They were on a different table. Well, yeah, well, did you not? No, but did you not see like the drinks? Like no, no, no? I wasn't stalking them, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for letting us know. That you saw them, appreciate, it, appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the context saying, of that, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. So as I was saying, um, I think it's just important to, um, uh, yeah, for, 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 it, it's one thing to like announce it and just say yeah. this is what's happening, but I think what Amir Bai done, yeah, <laughs> on Twitter, love it. yeah. Um, one thing I will say as well, when you're a, a celebrity, and I, I, yeah. I can guess what these guys can, can like go through, you're angry, you know, you're mm. emotional. Mm. Uh, and the one thing you want to do, like mm. anyone else, mm. is tweet it mm-hmm. or just Facebook it or put a, you know, a subjective Instagram post yeah. out yeah. about, you know, you know, sometimes the best thing to do. You know, those, yeah, you yeah, see all yeah, the posts yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, people get, yeah. When they get stressed out, they want to vent on social media. Yeah. Um, celebrities, unfortunately, mm. have the unfortunate circumstance of having millions and millions of followers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the only difference. Mm. Uh, and I think it's easy for us to say, oh, you know, they're celebrity, they should be careful mm. of their social media, which they should be. But mm. at the same time, I think it would be nice for us to kind of understand that just like everyone else, yeah. they post pictures about themselves like we do. Yeah, you know, yeah, they post yeah. things that we like to post yeah, yeah. because they're just like us as well. Yeah. Difference being, they have so many followers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, 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 I see your point. I see your point. Let, let's like, just, there's one more thing. I was, on, yeah, no, again, no, I'm not getting bored. I'm no, 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 hey. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so um, in that whole spat that happened yeah. last Friday, uh, what's happened since yeah. Amir Khan has kept up all of his tweets okay. his wife has actually deleted all of hers okay. and I think she's replaced it with a with a retweet of a quote from the Holy Quran which says and be moderate mm-hmm. or show no arrogance in your walking and lower your voice wow okay. um, that's the example of like a venting wow. so, tweet yeah. no, so, yeah. so like like Nuri said right you know your, your knee jerk reaction is, is get on there yeah. have the rant have the argument yeah Finish the other person, but yeah. what she's gone and done, which I think is quite. Um, but this is what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's quite decent yeah. in that, like, she's kind of said, you know what, I messed up. Yeah. Delete everything, yeah. and I'm just gonna take, you know, take the higher ground. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's the difficult thing to do always. Well, this is my point because then it went further from that, right? In that, so he posted the message, you know, announcing what happened and stuff. Do you guys know then, like, whether she? I mean, why I don't I don't know why it got so messy so quickly because I didn't actually catch the initial kind of like yeah. feeds and stuff like. So I, um, I, I was there live straight. You were there, bro. After Jumma, I've, I've got it here in front of me. Basically, um, yeah. Amir tweeted, so me and the wife uh, have agreed to split. I'm currently in Dubai. Wish you all the best. Yeah. Which was why I said it was a nice formal. So it's tweet. legit. Yeah. But he pulled it up which with is my a, point. a screenshot yeah. of a of a Snapchat conversation. Um, Let's, let's not get too, yeah, I, I won't too get engrossed. Too, too engrossed yeah. <laughs> but basically, um, he it's was family he, show. He, was, he was insinuating that um, she, she was cheated in a relationship with, with Anthony Joshua. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess like he must have come across a screenshot or something or whatever it was, and assumed it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and because I guess he was in an emotional state, mm-hmm. um, obviously getting divorced. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, as you know, is not mm-hmm. a, a, 
an easy thing at all and mm. you get emotional and you get um and, and you're wondering why it's happening so I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing yeah. that's what happened yeah but then he tweeted it um but that's what i'm saying that's yeah. the critical moment where everything goes topsy-turvy mate oh. and i see videos now of people just absolutely rinsing him like you know really ridiculing the guy mm-hmm. and that's what i'm saying i feel for him almost because you know the natural position would be if you think that your missus in any way is you know cozying up especially to a fellow athlete yeah, especially yeah. mate it's like you know I, I used to be a fighter you know it's like you know being a lightweight fighter and you're cozying up to a heavyweight like it's, <laughs> it's even in that egotistical sense of things do you know what I mean like yeah. there's like a comparative going on right so in that you know it must just be very very kind of like um we must just feel quite insecure about it, obviously, because why would you straight away? That knee-jerk reaction had so much chaos after that. Oh, um, insecure, backstabbed, heartbroken, you know, I guess... The, the, but then, the as I say, then you're opening way. yourself to them people saying, but you cheated on her. Yeah. So then that all started coming back to the forefront, you know. Um, and so, look, rather than talking about him individually, yeah. let's think about it from the sense of, like, social society and culture and whatnot. This is my point in that... Are these celebrities bringing it upon themselves and therefore I don't have no empathy with them and I should be thinking to myself like, you know, that it's the, you know, you, you let make your bed, you lie in it. Or should we be empathising like Nori says and saying, you know, man, poor guy, you know, as I say, like, or, you know, they're going through a hard one. It's difficult to keep things out of the public eye, et cetera, et cetera. I would say the only um, way we should view them as the latter, yeah. or the, sorry, the, 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 the four, the four point. The former. <laughs> the former. <laughs> sorry, it's quite late now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Getting tired. Um, is that is is when celebrities um, sell their lives? Yeah. So like the Kardashians, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah They yeah. sell their lives. They, yeah. they sell their personal lives. Mm. That's very different to uh, being yourself on social media. Mm. Like I think um, a great Instagram uh, account I follow, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. on social media. Mm. He's really, he's really like, he, he he takes photos of himself on his travels, and mm. he's, he's very very nice, mm. very like personal, but yeah. not in a way that he's always buy my yeah. new makeup line or you know yeah, buy yeah. my new T-shirt. He's just being himself, you know. I think. That's the difference. Um, we need to remember but, that celebrities, sorry, are like I said, <laughs> uh, are, are like I said, yeah. just like us themselves. They're yeah. being themselves, right? And 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 they're, and they're but you and surely they're, they're don't don't you think like, they know what they're doing, man? Like, at the end of the day, like I know when I post something. Or, in fact, we had this conversation the other day, mate. Right? right when you were posting something on social media, yeah. you know what your intent is. Yeah. You know if you're just doing it to share it with your mates or if you're a brand. You're a public but, figure. You're a business. But some people, no one's people, talk. some people. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Sometimes people who are public figures yeah, yeah. still want to be themselves, because in a weird way, that is yeah, what sells yeah, them best. Yeah. Look, you look at The Rock, for example, social media. Yeah. He is himself. Yeah. And it sells, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Does it mean he's being himself because it sells? I don't think so. I think he's just being himself and making money out of it as well. So if we look at on, the example of yeah. Amir Khan, mm. and, and we've, you guys have made my point because you didn't let me speak, um, <laughs> but everyone is a brand online. Yeah. So even Amir Khan is a brand. Mm-hmm. He's looking to get a big fight. Yeah. That's that's what fighters are doing, right? Yeah. They're looking for that Mayweather big money deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. For that, you need to be, number one, obviously a good fighter. You need to be up there. And they're all pretty decent and mm-hmm. they all compete. But then it comes down to who's going to sell the most tickets, who's the most interesting, who's like the most engaging online. Yeah. And so everything is part of the story. For a long time, personally, I thought that um, there might have been a view to make like a sort of Khan family, you know, like Kim Kardashian type Swear, show. That's what I thought was because because there's, there's all of this drama, all this like very typical, typically Desi drama yeah. that was like coming out all over social media surrounding um, them. And I thought, oh, this is all an act. Mm-hmm. And and only now you kind of realize it's actually very serious. Mm-hmm. And it isn't. Mm. But ultimately, I think 
controversy sells. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. At the end of the day, you, mm. you any any news is is good news in terms of a branding perspective, just mm. to have your name in the limelight. And people can sometimes feel a bit uh, empty without it. And and the problem is that we've structured our society now mm. about. Um, getting that sort of approval of others yeah. and others talking about us and looking at what we're doing and seeing what we're eating and where we're going. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's like I, I struggle with it myself where mm. like I go on holiday, I want to share nice pictures. Mm. Then sometimes I think, oh, but I don't I, I don't want to do it to sh- show off. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want yeah. it as my own little personal diary. So I've come mm. to my own uh, decision as to how I want to conduct myself online. Mm. Um, and I don't want to do that whole check in at the airport, like, you know, flying mm. off here, yeah, first yeah, class yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I don't, yeah. never flown first class. <laughs> Actually, I have once, but because there was no. There was a great comment that came in that we should just uh, Please do. touch upon. Uh, Shana Fatima says, I didn't know Amir Khan's personal life was relevant or important as Muslims giving others privacy. Privacy is incumbent. Uh, this world. Uh, this would consti- constitute as gossip. Hmm. Um, so I think if you want to just I think clarify we'll, as well, we'll also let Anayat read out uh, uh, going forward. <laughs> Sorry. I think the clarification yeah. I was going to say is that we're not here to discuss Amir Khan's personal life, no, but no. more like the idea of like, well, like, like, yeah, like celebrities like sharing like their personal lives. You know, I've got mutual friends with the guy, like, you yeah. know, so I'm not trying to take a dig at him. Ultimately, what I'm saying, though, is exactly that, a lesson to all Muslim people out there. Because I see so many Muslims, YouTubers, this, that, couples who are YouTubers, you know. So their whole branding relies upon sharing their life, right? And all my point is, is this not an example? That if anything goes wrong, you know, it becomes a public you know, conversation becomes public domain. Um, and at the same time as that, especially when, you know, what we've talked about here, um, is one where we've involved other people then, you know, it becomes a free fall because then Anthony Joshua's people want to respond. Like I said, luckily, Annie Joshua is a good guy. And like, you know, again, um, you know, I know that I've got friends of his as well, like, you know, who have vouched that, you know, regardless of whether he's Muslim or not, he's a very principled person, a very kind of ethical person. And I don't know if I believe wholeheartedly, like, you know, this whole thing even is is true or not, you know, um, because his immediate response is, I've never even met your missus, hmm. um, right? I don't even know her. Um, so again, it's all just very convoluted. And I just, I suppose my response to that uh, sister would be is that exactly our point though. You know, um, the conversation is gossip-like, um, and the reason why we need to address it is because of the fact that I don't see this as just being the first instance. I see this as being a, like a culture now, where by whether you're famous or not famous, where you're trying to be or not, you know, everybody seems to share everything of theirs online, and therefore naturally, you know, there's people, for instance, who aren't my real mates, um, who when I've met them now, then I've told them I'm divorced. Like, they're like, wow, they didn't even know, you know, whereas other people, you know, it's been two years, you know, I quite like the fact that some people don't even know, they don't know what my situation is, right? Whereas if it was like somebody else, as I say, it's all over like social media and then every time you're speaking to someone, someone knows your business and that started a long time ago for that brother. As, as we've mentioned in regards to his family. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of lessons here I feel that you can learn. And it's interesting to see that even the people within it have learned lessons because, you know, for you to say what um, his missus or ex-wife then did thereafter with that, you know, Quranic quote, um, it's quite deep. Like, you know, um, 
Uh, and so yeah, so you know, look, well, we wish them all the best, as we said, you know, um, and we hope that you know uh, that you know they can move beyond it and it's all forgotten. But again, as I said, you know, it's just another conversation to be had in terms of social media and how much of your life should you share with people, and especially when you yourself are a brand which people are investing in. Um, you know, is it necessary to get involved in all of this kind of stuff? Um, and naturally, then you're you're going to have to defend yourself when people start, um, you know, criticizing because trolls are trolls, isn't it? Um, but yeah. All right, look, moving on to somebody else's life, which we're going to now gossip about then, right? <laughs> Neymar and the fact that my man gets paid bucks, bro. Like, no, so Neymar, one of the large, it is what? Historically, it is the largest transfer fee and the largest wage as well for an individual footballer ever in the football history. Yeah. Um, what's your opinions, boys? Do you think that... Is football gone mad and, you know, all the typical conversations around, you know, we need to cap wages and people kicking a ball around a pitch shouldn't be paid that much. It's not like they're doing anything important. Or do you think, fair enough, we don't live in a communist state, bruv, like, at the end of the day, like, if money is made via the, the skill that he has, then he's entitled to the money that, you know, um, is made. What do you reckon? $200 million. Yeah, so, Brady. So, so just for you listening, Murray knows nothing about football. He knows so nothing. I don't love that. I don't, I don't, we, we, you know how when we football. say, like, um, you know, you need to have female representation and, like, you know, <laughs> no, I'm blam, blam. But, yeah, no, so what do you reckon? What, what, well, it's interesting, though, because yeah. this is an important point, in fact, because when you say to somebody who's not a football fan, I was going to say a woman there, but when you say to someone that's who's not a football fan, but that's what I was going to say. Great, I need to, yeah, you know, look, I, I, I'm being honest, right? So I wanted to correct myself, even mentally. Um, so, yeah, um, I didn't have to share it. So the point being is that, if you are someone who's not involved in football, doesn't have an interest in it, don't really get it, does that alarm you? Does that make you think, what the hell? How is somebody getting paid so much? Uh, so firstly, uh, do you know how much he gets paid weekly? I can calculate that. No, how much he paid weekly? Do you, do you know how much it is in, to in total? Can you guess 200? No, no, it's more than that, man. More than that? More than that, I think it's more than that. I think it's more than 200. Because um, I think, well, I think I think it's around like the two, it's close with the sponsors and everything. I think it's close to 250 a week. A quarter of a million. I think, I think so. No, in fact, no, I think it's more than that. No, 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 it's, it's close to 400, isn't it? 9.18 million euros. A year? In 2016. Oh, God. Gonna, no, 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 no. We need to know now, now, how much is he getting paid for his PSG move? All right, you guys talk. I'll, I'll find, find it. Transfer, find it yeah. I've got here. The transfer was a clear two hundred million pounds. Yeah, I know that. I know the transfer fee. We know the transfer. If that helps, <laughs> I don't know. I want to know how much he's getting paid on a weekly basis, right? Goodness. Because Rooney and people like that were already on two fifty. So I'm here talking rubbish. Name like, you know. salary. I swear it's closer to four hundred. Uh, 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 let's call it four hundred for now. It's <laughs> a big gap, man. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred and thirty-seven thousand pounds a week. See, look, I, I got it wrong myself. Is that that must be with all the add-ons? That's three thousand two hundred pounds. So basically, this podcast right now, yeah, he'll have earned like three grand if he was just sat here with us talking, doing nothing. We're underpaid. We're severely. <laughs> Not even, not even talking, just sitting just, at home. Just, yeah. <laughs> not knowing we, the podcast is happening or we, or we exist. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, so okay, Nuri. But, yeah. but I, I think just quickly, yeah. but like, we'll get to this, but there was an interesting perspective that we had in the office from our, our, I was gonna say our late intern, but he's, he's not with us anymore. Late intern. As in, not in the office anymore. Not he's in the office, still, yeah, no. What does this demise? But he, he compared it to, to modern day slavery. Um, ah, do you yeah, remember yeah, this comment? Yeah. I, I think that was, was his star moment. But that that was his crowning moment at, at the Muslim really Bible. Because, <laughs> one really no, because the, the thing is though, the the, the the perspective that he provided on that yeah. was that 
Neymar is being used, and we've discussed this whole brand thing. Neymar's yeah. being used as a brand. Yeah. And he's now been sold mm-hmm. to this club where he's going to bring them loads of money in ticket sales, in, in merchandise, in shirt sales, and all of that kind of stuff. And his job is to just kind of do his job. And then if he surplus the demand, he can get shipped up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And he's not really in control, like e- exclusive of the club or, or you know, the... The, the employer, mm-hmm. these footballers are essentially kind of worthless, if that makes sense. And they're only of worth because of the money that they make, right. if that makes sense, or can bring to somebody. But isn't that everybody? Isn't that work and labour in itself? <sighs> like, your energy, your skill set is what you get paid for. But is right? it worth that much? Argue. But then why does that make him worthless as a person? Because he gets paid so <laughs> I'm much. I'm not saying he's worthless <laughs> as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would actually disagree with that. I mean, so... That was his theory. I was, like I said, I was <laughs> arguing it out. I don't know anything about football. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the closest industry that I can compare to this, which I follow very closely, is the acting industry and the right. Hollywood industry, yeah. where people get paid, again, millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. <coughs> and um, is it right? Is it wrong? Well, I think that what it was based on is the industry itself. The industry sells. Right? Football sells like crazy. Mm-hmm. Movies mm-hmm. sell like crazy. Because people are willing to invest money into movies, as mm. in us ticket goers, DVDs, merchandise... Um, the budgets for movies go up. The budgets for act- the salaries for actors will go up. Mm. Um, so I think it's it's uh, it's part of a greater conversation, a greater conversation uh, of what are we buying into, right. and why are we buying into it? Mm. Um, is it is buying into football wrong? I don't know. I mean that, that that's the conversation you should be having. Mm. Should be having. I mean, Labour. I'm, I'm, I don't know much about the guy, but I'm guessing he's being paid that much not because he's a brand, but because he's a footballer who's going to win, help them win the trophies, right? Yeah, yeah, no, probably, yeah, that too. Because I even question why has he done the move himself? I mean, but the thing is, he, 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 sorry, (laughs) he made himself, he, he, he made himself that brand, that figure, whoever he is, because he worked hard to get there. Yeah, as a good footballer. The perspective you need to understand as well is that he's moving to Paris Saint Germain, which is a team in France, Mm. um, in a league that is not competitive at all. Mm. All right, so he's gone from the Spanish league, which is quite, which is one of the best, very competitive, good football, good chance of winning things. To a, a, a league where he's getting paid ridiculous money and Help basically the club make a name, right? No, no, they've made their name, but this club just want to win the Champions League. They just want to win that one trophy. The owners and the the guys who own the club yeah, well, just want that, so they're pumping that's, money into yeah. it just for that. That's how you do it. Isn't it? But no, no but, but you it, understand for his career, it's not a good career move. Yeah. You know? So th- this is the thing, right? It's like money's talking, yeah. as opposed to like the opportunity to to become one of the best. But is it money talking? Are you sure it's money talking? Right? Yeah, yeah no, because this is what I'm saying. This is what Salim's saying. It's like me saying to you, like, right, you can go um, make a film with Warner Brothers, yeah. or you can go make a film with I don't know, um, you know, Riverbank Productions down yeah. the road, right? Yeah. But Riverbank all of a sudden gets this shake who comes in and says, "I'm giving you loads of money," yeah. but the directors, everybody there, you know, DOP, everybody is inexperienced. There's nobody with any experience, really and true. Mm. Um, but now they've got loads of money. He so they t- explain to me in my terms. Do you yeah. get Do you get what I mean? So yeah. you know, the idea is that you know, why would you go from a team which is winning everything every year, has the best players, has yeah. a competitive league where there's another team which has just as many super players as you do? So it's not like you're just winning every game easily. It's yeah. still competitive, but you're still in a position where you're one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. Why would you go from there where you're already most likely to win everything? To this club, the only reason it can be is the, the amount money. of money and they're paying, the and hence, rises, like we said, five hundred and thirty-seven thousand a week, bro. That is crazy. Is it, is it wrong to take a job you don't mind or like as your previous job? Yeah, because the salary is 
higher, you know, significantly Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a good I mean, point. I mean, if they are offering, Put that, in layman's terms, are offering, right? offering him that money, he wants the money. I mean, he's entitled to it. There's no Bro, reason that we can't. Yeah, but is, but, but is the Daily Mail tomorrow offered you? No, no. <laughs> unless, unless that money is coming from, like, you know, yeah. but is the, the third world or something the thing where is, suffering. Coming back yeah. to our topic of satisfaction, mm. right? Yeah. Is his satisfaction in life being dictated by money? That's not my business, though. No, 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 but, but what I'm saying is ultimately, uh, again, we're not talking about What's the individuals opinion, here, we're talking about the, the principles here, yeah. right? Should we really be dictated by the money or mm. by the fulfillment that comes with being in a competitive environment? I, th- I, think, I think everyone's different. Some people might be satisfied by money. And, uh, and we think that's okay? But is that okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, like I said, everyone's different. I can't, everyone's got their own terms of satisfaction. Give us a fatwa, someone bro, might, man. Someone but might, is it okay? <laughs> I mean, you, you have people, for example, that yeah. are very rich and very happy. You have people that are very rich and not happy at all. You have people that are rich and then give away their riches to live like a life of austerity True. because they, they prefer happiness than that. Okay. So I, I think it's just down to character. Okay, but, it's, but it's also about, it's also about if, you look, if you want to talk about it from an Islamic perspective, uh, I would say it's about how attached you are to that money. Hmm. If you worship that money, so we can't see the issue. guy's heart, so we can't you know? judge him. We can't go for his intentions. Can we just blah, judge blah, blah, people? Blah. <laughs> um, no, but you see now. Now the, the second layer to this, yeah. in my opinion, is that it comes down to these people are now role models, uh-huh. right? And and all the kids that watch football that grow up, they say, "Oh, I'm Neymar, I'm Messi." They got it, all my who nephew, are you? Who are you back in the day? Man, Ryan Giggs, straight Ryan up. Giggs. Oh, Ryan Giggs. I was John Arisa, Liverpool left <laughs> legend, <laughs> legend. Like ginger. He was a legend. He, he was, was a legend. legend. Was a legend. Was legend. Was I, was actually, I was actually Schmeichel. No, I don't think you know. Wow. Okay. But no. So so all these kids they look up to these guys. Now if if they're making their decisions and if they're seeing their role models making decisions based on money, what are they going to make their decisions on? And this is the problem, right? That we now have a society where our generation, young people, are hopping from jobs every like six to twelve months. Mm as opposed to previous generations where people would stay in a job for five years, gain experience, really kind of uh, grow as an individual. Job is for life it used to be. Exactly, and it's like, you know, even things like bankruptcy, for example, what you're seeing now is a lot of like celebrities and a lot of big names and generally people are going bankrupt mm. and even on the sort of the, the lower echelons of society, just mm. normal people, mm. bankruptcy is no longer like a taboo. It's like, oh yeah, yeah people yeah. got bankrupt two, three times in their life. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was such a like, it, it was such a stain. It was it was so bad that you've had to go bankrupt because yeah. of loans and this and that. Yeah, 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 but yeah. we kind of lost that value of just like hard work and yeah. graft and living I, within I, your means. I, 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 no, I can understand Celine's point, I do point, think man. that we're missing the... Um, the equation here, or, or the the context of that, him actually working hard to be where he is today. Yeah, he didn't just turn up at work and say, "Oh, here, here's two hundred million." Yeah, yes, yes, but but but, but 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 look, see, this is exactly what Salim's saying. Look, look at it like this, right? Back in the day in football, you had, and there's lots of factors which affected this. We're not just putting it all down to money necessarily, yeah. right? Um, but back in the day in football, say somebody was born in Liverpool and supported Liverpool. You know, that player, like Steven Gerrard, let's take for example, had the opportunity many, many times to move clubs for better money, for better opportunities. But there's a, there was a loyalty in football. Mm. There was an ethic to, you know, you start with a team, you build with that team, you know, the staff around you, everybody, it becomes a whole, all-encompassing thing, right? Um, whereas now, what he's talking about is these individual players, they're all just in it for themselves now. 
You know, so even the fans are disconnected from the players. Mm. You know, back in the day, I wouldn't want Liverpool's player if I'm a Manchester United player. Yeah. Because you had that much attachment to your team and your people. And these people were local people. Mm. People who grew up in that city. Mm. So when that person then makes that team something on the worldwide map, it's a massive achievement. When you just end up chucking checks around and buying the best player from South America and bringing in almost everybody... It loses the face of what that city and that team even represents. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. We've now moved even beyond that, where we've accepted that part of it, and now the money's got so crazy that people just move to teams not even about going to a better team for a better opportunity, but it's just literally where's the better paycheck. Mm. And that's what you said. Which is also why you see footballers moving to China, going yeah. to America, where again, like they're trying to kickstart the league, but China's an example of it's just money. Mm. And a lot of players have now moved to China. And some people go for like two years and they come back or they go somewhere else. And they, people go back, to like a lot of Brazilian players go back to Brazil to see out their career. Fine, mm. it makes sense. Like mm. they're going to their homes, they're having a relaxing time kind of thing. But what, what we've seen today, and, and personally, each to their own, as we say, but I, I strongly feel with, with the, the last two stories that we've discussed, um, discussed, sorry, little explosion outside. <laughs> um, with the last two, it's maybe after my, say, after my uh, big point. But anyways, <laughs> With the last two stories, um, what's really worrying is that everyone, all these people are looked up as, as role models. Um, and younger people are looking at them and everything, what they do, you know, inside the ring, outside the ring, on the field, off the field, they're seen as role models for these kids. And so right. everything, it's, it's a whole package. Mm. And the problem is that kids are like sponges and young people they want that lifestyle what they see on on these guys snapchats their cars their instagrams everything that's what they want yeah right and 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 it's not just the the football anymore it's about everything else and they never used to have mtv cribs for like you know footballers but now it's like before before we used to like the footballers i like like john arisa for example i didn't know what kari i didn't know anything about him i just knew i loved him on the pitch Mm. that was it i think um to to, to give the comparison Mm. the way i understand it if you look at film for example the film mm. industry it's, it's the argument of are people in it for the money mm. or are they in it because they love the art of film mm. and making film and telling okay, stories yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um, and yeah I mean if you were to if you were to have an actor that I know for example that's doing a film just because he wants the money uh, I definitely uh, I, I can see where it comes from in that sense because it, as a viewer I appreciate the art mm. more so than I, I care about you know investing in the, in the art or mm. receiving money from it mm. um, so yeah I can definitely see what, you, what you're, you're, you're talking about I think that that goes back into the wider conversation of um, are we doing what we do because we love what we're doing mm-hmm. are we doing it because we believe in it or are we doing it because and, and you know to, you know to, in closing as well um we obviously have to give credit to these footballers because they do have a sh- very short career, many of them. Um, it's not guaranteed that everyone's going to become a pundit afterwards or a coach necessarily. Um, many of these guys will have to think about how they invest their money afterwards and utilise their money yeah. to generate them. Or just put it aside and, you know, and, and spend it normally. And you can, I'm pretty sure you can survive for a few lifetimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Kind of, yeah, no, yeah, no, of course you can, but <laughs> you will have to downsize yeah. as well. And this is the point. It, that's another big test in life in, in itself. You go from earning 537,000 pound a week to not having a job and that you do that for two three years let's say you know you can't survive your mansions and your 20 cars and everything else you're gonna have to start stripping your entire family's lifestyle away so a lot of these guys want to maintain it to a certain extent they want to keep working they want to keep doing things and in fairness they do support a lot of their families a lot of them buy houses for family members and and you know because a lot of these people come from working class backgrounds you know like especially i know a lot of the african brothers you know they send money back home they do charity work all sorts of stuff man so we're not saying that these guys aren't philanthropic or you know caring people in any way my all our 
point is, is though, when you're a football fan and you know the ins and outs, like you've just connected with, it's in terms of you know, if you really care about the art, mm. it just doesn't make sense the decisions which certain footballers make, and it just points towards the idea that what other reason could it be other than the money? Mm. Because like Salim and me have pointed out. PSG are not the best team you know it's not like the only thing I can see is he might win the Ballon d'Or because it's such an easy league that he might score so many goals that he can win it over Ronaldo and that could be his personal investment in it you know um, but other than that you know as we said you know he's got he, where he was was the place to be you know that's what everyone craves to be um, in football you know at the best team so Hey ho, like we said, it's not a judgy one. We're not gossiping, um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of lessons, like Slim said, because you know I, I've got nieces and nephews um, who love football, and Neymar's one of those pin-up poster, you know, guys for it. In that, you know, they want the haircut, they want the boots, they want the car, they want the house, they want the the dream that he's living. Um, and so yeah, obviously we all have to be wary of what we do in life because we all, in some way, influence one another. Unfortunately, spending time with you guys influences me. <laughs> so, um, but look, no, yeah, I don't know. Should we leave it there, guys? You think? Yeah. That, I think that that's an appropriate point to close, man. Um, but yeah, look, thank you very much for uh, for entertaining my conversations and my thoughts today, guys. Um, yeah, it was an interesting discussion, man. I quite liked it. As always, I liked it. Quite liked it, guys. All right, well, guys, at home, you know what to do. Make sure you download it, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes. Uh, this will be on Facebook, so you can watch it on Facebook. We'll get it up on YouTube as well. You know what to do. Support, click, follow, all the rest. Muslim vibe. We've been the team. This has been Monday's podcast. We'll see you next time. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.